microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! That nutty Star Wars bar. Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars goes near in Star Wars. My seventh winner up here. Star We're back. Oh, you know, we forgot to put on our list to talk. I guess we can maybe talk about in our notes the Eddie Murphy thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But uh, what's going on, buddy? Well, we're not going to talk about anything good, I guess, until next week, right? We saw a whole bunch of movies, so no 1917. No. That's how we're starting it. <laughs> no uh, uncut gems. No, uh, bombshell. None of the movies that we went to see, we're going to talk about. I'm just going to say bombshells not making my top ten list. Yeah, okay, for sure. Um, or are the movies we're going to talk about today? No. Um, but every year we uh, these Coca-Cola and uh, all these drink companies come out with uh, their. Uh, I guess holiday themed drinks. We got a couple drinks. Usually we do it at the end, but you know what? I thought we started off so we could maybe sip it if we like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, Coke came out with cinnamon, and I'm not a big fan of cinnamon. I'm not a big fan of cinnamon either. So, I'm not sure I'm going to like this. Okay. And then Sprite came out with winter, winter spiced cranberry, which I don't even like. Sprite. I think this is going to be good. This is like that um, commercial with uh, Zoe Kravitz. What, what's that commercial? Where she's doing like the, like you hear the. Fu- Actually, that does smell good. Um, it was like a Super Bowl commercial. You know, it's that thing Howard talks about sometimes, where you talk into the mic like this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um. Um. All right. So, uh, do you want to test out your cinnamon in? All right. Cheers to cinnamon, Coke, Merry Christmas, Happy Happy Holidays. Probably don't need that. I thought it was going to be like hot cinnamon. Yeah. It's like sugary cinnamon. Like you would get on... There's almost no taste to that. It's like something you'd get on like a donut. It tastes like a donut, you know? Yeah. Like a powdered donut. But it's not sweet. Well, I thought sweeter. it was going to be like, you know, like the kind of candies, the cinnamon candy. Uh, Red Hots? Yeah. It's kind of like that, but not spicy, not as spicy. I think it tastes more like, you know, like a donut, like I'm eating a donut right now. A cinnamon donut. All right. So, so there's that one. Not a big fan. No. If I, I will sip on that. No problem during it. No, I don't want your... It's all right. I mean, I... I went no, I'm not giving you... Oh, okay. Just, 
And here's the uh, winter spiced cranberry. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I mean, you could probably put some vodka in there. It'd be decent. That's a great call. <laughs> That's a great call. That's what that... that Make a nice holiday drink out of that. That's pretty good. I mean, it tastes like Sprite with like a hint of cranberry. Yeah, I'm not a big Sprite fan, but that's decent. But anyway, so there you go. They're both decent. Yeah, not not what the, not the result you're looking for. Um, like, right? It's way better if everything's awful. Everything you've usually given us is pretty awful on here. I was trying to make a really bad podcast day, but uh, it didn't happen. What uh, What are we talking about today? Um, well, we're going to talk about, um, our big thing is Star Wars. I think that's where we're going to spend most of our time. Um, we're going to talk about you, your assignment of seeing Undercover Brother 2, um, in an attempt to continue watching bad movies and giving commentary. I, I, I see this one as a spectacular failure, but we'll see. Um... And then we're going to talk about, um, what was our third thing? Oh, this. These drinks that we just talked, that we just drank for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, that was it. That was segment one. <laughs> segment one is, how was your Christmas, buddy? It was good. You, I saw you on Christmas. Oh, it was yeah. very nice of you to come. It was pouring, which was shocking yeah. driving home because uh, it took a while because no one really knows how to drive in L.A. when it rains. Mm. And it was like night driving. So it was even like over the top. Um, yeah, but it was fun. I, I got to see everyone on uh, Christmas. Um, never had an Italian Christmas dinner, which was interesting. And I prefer that, actually. Yeah? <laughs> I prefer it's pasta and like meatballs and shit. I'm in. We had, um, yeah, we had uh, prime rib. So nice. It wasn't your typical one either. Um, Did you get any cool gifts that you want to uh, um, give I'm, shout outs for? I got tickets to uh, uh, the Lakers game. I know. And the first test. against. I know. Well, I, I don't know what's going on with that yet. That's fine. I, I'd really like to take you. I just I don't know if I can I bring the family because the family's in town. It's against the Suns, in case. Yeah. I am. Uh, oh. I won't be uh, hurt if you decide that you can't take me, but I would definitely love to. Go. I'm just going to tell you right now, it's out of my hands. Because the oh, gift okay. was given me by family. Okay. And so I kind of feel like I'm beholden. Like, he did say you could bring whoever you want. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, but I would feel really horrible, like, if he, he and his wife weren't, like, I think they want to go. So. I get it. We'll see. Um, I know, I appreciate it. I was hoping to have that. I actually called him on the way here because I was hoping that his... Because his wife doesn't even... Like, my sister-in-law doesn't even like basketball. <laughs> um, and I'm like, well, okay. But here's the thing, like, you know, these are like a really nice... Like, this is like... This is a really big experience for somebody who does like basketball. So maybe let's lean towards that. Where are the seats? They're like tenth row behind the basket. Nice. Yeah. but they're not on not on the court seat. You know what I mean? Not those, but like. Yeah. But still, it's um, 
It's pretty awesome. The seats, those seats on Christmas Day were going for like twelve hundred a piece on StubHub. So, uh, and they were also playing the Clippers that day. Though. And it was Christmas. It's like a big yeah. deal. Like, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's probably half that, but whatever. Yeah, I'm sure they were pricey, and I but, get it. I get it. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of stuck with that. Um, Why does your brother have to get to the Suns? Then this one, I know, and he and he had it with the full intention that you know we would go. <laughs> I mean, I think originally we wanted to go and bring, um, like, bring my dad, and then it'd be like me, my brother, my dad, and you. Like that was the original point. But then I was talking to my dad, and he's like, I hate. He doesn't want to go. He's like, I hate fucking prevent. I didn't even ask him. I was like. Oh, NBA, you know, like, what do you think? And he's like, I I hate the NBA. I hate it. He's like, just going off about how much he hates it. I was like, all right, well, cool. Um, I guess you got to have other plans on. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, we'll wait and see on that one, but I appreciate you even thinking about it. Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah. Because it's a pretty expensive gift. So that was my, what did you, how about you? Did you get any big Chanukah gifts? No, I got nothing. Nothing? No, nothing. All right. That's it. Well, that stinks. Yeah. We got nothing. You've got, uh... I got drinks. Winter Spiced Cranberry Sprite. <laughs> we are not getting paid by these guys. I don't even know if that was a gift either, because you bought it for yourself, so... Um, anyway, yeah, that was I Christmas. This, uh, I couldn't find this, actually. The winter spice cranberry, and the only thing I could find it in a bunch of stores was a two liter. And I'm probably gonna toss this two liter. There's no way I'm drinking a whole two liter of this stuff <laughs> <laughs> before it goes flat, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to it. Uh, you got some shit to do, your family's in town. Um, well, my first, I only have one note. Do you have any notes? Yeah, what, what's your note? I have no notes. Um, cats came out. <laughs> now, cats would have been something to go see and take notes about because it takes itself very seriously. Well, we'll get into that versus Undercover Brother too. But there was a series I was listening to a podcast, uh, and there was a series. This guy read off a series of quotes from um, critics about cats, and it was just some of the best use of the English language I've ever heard. I was trying to find them. I, I, I can't. The one that I do remember was. Uh, my favorite one was somebody had, had done their review and said, you know, um, going into this, I'm not really much of a cat person, so, but after being done, I'm not so sure I'm much of a movie person anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Evan Rachel Wood, like, came out and she just started yelling or, like, cursing all, all the people that made this movie. Why? And then she deleted it. She deleted her text afterwards because she's like, "I am a huge fan of the show." They changed. They they said they changed all the the story. Wait, is she in it? No. Oh, okay. She said they changed. Why the, is she involved then? In? I don't know because she's like a theater person. Okay. Um, they said she she said they changed the entire storyline. Uh, all this, all the direction, the scene direction. Um, and everything like basically changed like the whole reason everyone like loves cats. I was trying to find that clip too of the Saturday Night Live, the hypnotist, where the guy was like, "I love cats," 
I'm going to see it again and again uh, when yeah. they're like reviewing her. I was really trying to find that, but I couldn't find it. Um, but yeah, and then uh, James Corden was interviewed about it, and he was like, I haven't even seen the movie yet, but I hear it's terrible. That's what he said? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I heard it's just a bunch of introductions by of, of people. Anyway, uh, they, I, I did read this article about um, who kept their dignity the, the least and the most throughout it. Yeah. And the least was, uh, I think it was like between Jason Derulo and Idris Elba. There's, there was a couple things. So, Cats came out, the weekend it came out, they told the theaters that they... It was an unfinished cut or something. Oh, right. So they were going to resend the movie with updated visual effects, which has never been done before, um, to try to, like, get people in the theater. Um, and then, um, what was the other big thing? Oh, and then Universal Today just said that they are taking, for your consideration, they're removing... The cats from all for your consideration. Oh, okay. And how much did it make? Uh, let's see how much it made the first uh, weekend here. Um, cats. Let's see here. It made six million dollars. Six point six. Um, not really what they were hoping for. Uh, it had a budget of ninety-five million. According to Box Office Mojo, who made six million dollars, and I don't think anyone's going to go see it because uh, word of mouth is not good. No, but I mean, I would have gone to see this instead of watched Undercover Brother too. I will tell you that. Well, no, because that would have taken a lot more work to go see it. Listen, I knew it was going to be bad. Okay, but but any a- movie that comes out. Like 12, 15 years after the other movie. I don't know. When did it come out? The first movie. 2002 or something? 2002, exactly. Yeah. Like, it comes out 17 years after the the original. It's not going to be a good movie. And I wanted to see... I thought it would be funny for us to go through it. And apparently, you were not happy with your assignment. Well... You were trying to tell me. There's, there's like knowing that you're that like like this exercise is great for um, kindergarten cop too, you know, like that just that people are really trying there. This isn't no one's even trying. No, in this, no one was definitely trying in this movie. So the first one had. Uh, are we just getting into this? I guess. All right, let's do it. The first one had um, Eddie Griffin. Right. As the main star. And then Chris Kattan was like the bad guy. Um, Dave Chappelle was in it. Um, I'll be honest, I don't even remember it. I went back and watched clips of the uh, original just to refresh. Denise Richards was a love interest. And Neil Patrick Harris was in it too. It had a decent cast. I guess now. Eddie Griffin's kind of like disappeared. I don't know what he's doing now. but Didn't he get into some kind of trouble? Um, Alright, so let's go. We're going to do Undercover. We'll save Star Wars for the end, because Star Wars is like the good topic. And spoilers. Let's get some spoilers. Okay. For, uh... um, 
We're going to spoil Under a Crumber Brother, too. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this, it, this movie... I'll tell you, some plot lines are going to be a spoiler to me, because I, well, I'm starting to fast forward to this thing, so I was like, i got to get this done. Yeah, so we're replacing Eddie Griffin for uh, Michael Jai White. Who is Fa- Michael Jai White? Famously from... You came on the scene uh, <laughs> with Spawn. Oh, okay. That, that was his big movie. Hilarious, this guy. Yeah. That was the big problem with this movie. He's not a comedian. <laughs> and he's trying to do comedy. And then, Although his, his, his role was like reduced a little because he was in a coma for most of the movie. So then it's his brother that takes over. And who's that guy? Don't know who this guy is. Like, Vince Swan? Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen this guy before. Um, but Michael Jai White, he like basically has been a B-movie uh like action star, he does all these like B movies that cost like nothing. You know, he's like a karate guy. All right, so this so yeah. Ben Swan is like basically a no name, up and coming. I don't even know if he's up. And coming. Yeah, I don't know if he's up and coming. I mean, he does a pretty good Eddie Murphy impersonation though. Well, yeah, he's trying to act like about five different people throughout the movie. Yeah, and yeah. Chris Tucker, he does a Chris Tucker. Yeah. Um. So. They pre they start this movie with like a preempt where they explain everything, and they do that later on in the movie too. Yeah. And they want to catch everybody up to like this is what happened when the bad guy reveals his plan, and he like they are like trust me, it's complicated. But they this is what happened. So I'll be honest, like I, like I said, I went out last night to dinner and had some drinks, and I came home and watched this. So I'm a little foggy all together while I'm watching it. So it's a little foggy even yeah, if you're regular. I know, I know. So. My first, they do this preempt. It's really is, low budget. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Well, there's a great, so that's, that, yeah, that'll come up in a minute. Um, my first questions were, did we need, well, after the preempt, um, who is this guy? Is he, it's not Eddie Griffin. I was just shocked. I had no idea. Uh, what happened, Eddie Griffin? All the same questions we've asked. <laughs> and is he supposed to be the same undercover brother? Yes, he's supposed to be. Oh, so same. he's just taking over the role. And he's like. So much Eddie Griffin's like eighty pounds, and this guy's like two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. It's a big change. Um, um, so the the opening conversation takes place in front of a window that has "God is dope" in the sign, and I was like, "Now I know we're in trouble." So let's just say this movie tries to like actually put out some political views. And social commentary. Yeah, it does not work. It's yeah. just throwaway lines. Yeah, it was. It. I was. I really had trouble figuring out what time period we were in at all times, because. Well, it does switch time period. I know, but he's in the seven. They don't really tell you that that's happening though. He's in the seventies. No, because it was sixteen years later. Well, at first, and then when he meets his brother. Okay, right. He's well. He's from the seventy. Well, I don't remember. Uh, his he meets his brother. Right, Lionel. Yeah, um, and like that's supposed to be when the early two thousands. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be um, like two thousand three. All I know is there's this whole opening scene where he's like trying to be cool, undercover or Michael Jai White, like walking yeah. through the town. So yeah, that's and a big it's just scene. like a very long kind of tracking shot, like airplane like. With all these funny gags. He clotheslines a guy. He takes a basketball and he tosses it behind him. 
And somehow behind him, even though he's just only been walking down the sidewalk, it lands in a giant basketball court and goes right through. Yeah, he's not even trying. And he does this like long handshake with a guy. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of those. That whole gag. Yeah, that that keeps that is that stays up. And through then the finally, movie. they're like, "Can we stop? I'm tired." Um. Um. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't think I can mute this because it will do something. So else. here's where I really. Here's where I got really sad. Is I was like making. I was like laughing to myself. Like, oh, this is undercover brother's brother. And I thought that was so funny, and then it became part of their own yeah. joke and plot, and I'm like, I am pathetic. <laughs> so, all right, so we got the, the, the strip club scene. We get to the strip club. They walk into a strip club. There's no music in the strip club. Did you notice that? Yeah, well... When Undercover Brother and Little Brother, he's like, you need to teach me... The Little Brother's like, you need to teach me the ways so I can be part of the brotherhood. And uh, now, Michael G.I. White, they're having this whole conversation, um, and he tells him his skills of being a, what does he say, uh, he can kiss a woman temporarily stupid, that's his, that's his big superpower. Um, but like that whole scene is done in a strip club, and everyone's dancing, and there's strippers and everything, and there's no music. Yeah. Like, no background music at all. No, no I didn't notice that. Okay. It's, like, really weird. Yeah. Like, they cut to, like, the stripper on the stripper pole, like, eyeing uh, Undercover Brother because he's so cool and sexy. And uh, there's just no music. She's just dancing to nothing. So, now, this is during a montage of a few things, right? Like, there's that. They're at a club. Um, he gets at a bar. Um, he gets a haircut. Um, and a bunch more gags, um, but they're all in the same location. Like it, it's like they only had enough money to rent one, yeah, one room. one room, and they just kept redecorating it to be. And it's they're not trying to do. They're not. They're trying to fool you into thinking it's three different rooms. But it's, yeah, they have no money. Yeah, this, uh, this movie. Um, and so this all takes place in uh, for some reason in Austria. Well, first of all, he's like, all right, I'm going to train you. All right, okay. And they have this whole terrible training sequence where he learns how to, like, do karate. He's, like, wearing a kimono for some reason and, like, a gi, whatever they call it. Um, uh, And there's just this, it's just, one of the big problems with this movie is that Michael Gianni White is not a comedian. And he's trying to be funny. He's trying to, like... Like, if you kind of watch the clips from the Eddie Griffin, you could see that he's, like, comedically adding to the role. And this one, he doesn't know how to do it. Because he's not a comedian. But he is also in a coma for most of it. Or for half True. of it. But for half of it. Except for when he comes out as a ghost. I just feel like the... <laughs> yeah, he comes to uh, him in... Uh, what did he say? What did he call it? Uh, he comes to the little brother in like a halo or whatever it is. Sure. Like, uh, offering guidance. Um, all right, so then we're in Austria. We meet the bad guy, the man. Yeah. And uh, his son is a little flamboyant. And he's doing all these homosexual rants. And he's like, I'm so glad the kid's not gay. That's the running joke. Yeah. Cause the- At least he's not gay. And like, I don't know. It's just a weird... 
But what is set up in Aust- Austria? And the thing that's really interesting about it is that the man, that's his character's name, the man... So their first mission is to go find the man. Yeah. So He's the ma- this racist terrorist. The man's house is about, like, anywhere between four and 5,000 square feet on the outside, but on the inside, it's closer to about 1,500 square feet. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really match up that well. There's not a lot of room in the house. There's no, but when they show... The pull-out shots, the, it's a giant mansion. Yeah. So what happens there? So they try to arrest him, and then uh, they jump out the window, and then he, like... Or they, they come in with a bunch of guns, and they're outnumbered, so they have to jump out the window, and then the guy has an avalanche button. And uh, pushes the avalanche button and causes an avalanche, and they get frozen in ice. <laughs> For 16 years. For 16 years. And then they he gets... The younger bro, they get thought out, and he's like, because of global warming, this is the first political thing, because of global warming, we would have, we would never have found you if it wasn't for global warming. Right. And he's like, and thank he, God for global and he's, warming. And he's like, thank God for global warming. Peace. Yeah. Um, it's a good try. Yeah. So now they're in, uh, the little brother wakes up and undercover brother's in a coma, so he wants to avenge. But let's but let's go back. Can we just? I just want to address real quick. Undercover brother's brother has like um, he wears basically like a dashiki and like a flat top and basically everything you wore in the early nineties in um, black culture. But it's two thousand three. What was that? What was that choice? Listen, the problem with this movie is it's trying to be funny, but the writing is so bad it's not funny. It's trying to be like an airplane type uh, movie where everything, like, you know, kind of like, you know what it is? It's trying to be top secret. Yeah. And it's not anywhere near top secret. <laughs> like, any sort of level. Um, so now, undercover brother, little brother, decides he wants to, you know, go after the man again. And uh, he doesn't realize he's been frozen for 16 years. Right. So he meets his new team. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's got, like, a nickname. Um, Milton Brother is a white guy who's, uh, or uh, what is it, uh, sees himself as being black. Or what do you call it? Kind of like they were trying to do the uh, the gender thing. Yeah, identifies he, as being black. Yeah, a white guy who identifies. Yeah, that joke misses. That I mean, they try yeah. and they bring it up in every scene thereafter, and it misses every time. You know what the biggest miss is? Sarcastic brother. Not one of his lines were sarcastic. <laughs> well, then what's the girl? Uh, that, she was the unattainable. Unattainable sister. She's on the. She's on the poster. She is. Yeah. See, unattainable Un- sister. She's no. barely in it. Um. They make a he he walks in because he peed his pants from the because they dropped like, the drop elevator. Um, basically, like uh, was it true? What's the movie where they go get the Pepsi and they go down into the uh, spies like us? Oh right, okay. It was kind of like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then he walks in with his peed pants, meets all these people, and they make an immediately a Trump and Obama yeah like reference, and they say. Um, and they make Whitney. Now you're going to say Whitney is the first lady, and Prince, and Michael Jackson, and then unattainable sisters like they're all dead. <laughs> and uh, on a, 
And then there's like a little crying scene. Um, that he just found out that all these artists are dead. Um, so then they got to go undercover. He has to go undercover as a white guy. Uh, I just want to say at this point, we're at the 20 minute mark. <laughs> so I wrote then, that down. So then uh, undercover brother comes to him in spirit and tells him he's got a, in his trunk of his car, he's got all of his like undercover disguises. So he dresses up as a white redneck guy, which is a worst scene in the movie. Well, because they they got a hit hit that uh, that the man was uh, hiding in a in a bar somewhere. Yeah. Oh, so before that, he gets in trouble for looking. There's eight million views of him looking at asses online. He gets in trouble. Eight million people decide to look at that. But yeah, all right. Country bar scene. Oh man, it, it is. It's like really hard. There's like a boner scene. <laughs> yeah, because well, the boner scene's like when undercover brother comes out of his coma. Right. Uh, that doesn't happen for a little bit. Um, so we find out that the so he finds he needs to make friends with the man. Yeah. And it was cut a little haggard, and we find out that he's homeless. Yeah. He's living in a shack. And that, uh, I guess they have some, he tells them about this drug called Woke. Yeah. That uh, makes men, men sympathetic to black lives. Basically, he drinks it and he's like, becomes a good racist. Or he gets out of his racist ways. He sees, like, the writing on the wall and how it's bad. Um, I don't know, this movie makes no sense. Except for they're drinking blue Gatorade, and like they're pretending that they're getting like high on life. Yeah. So why why did the chief? This is my big question. Like then the chief, who's kind of like a hot chick, who he's gonna like wind up hooking up with. Why did she drink the? I don't woke? know. She drinks the woke. They like make like all these things yeah, happen because she shows up and she's like because they're like hanging out. Him and the man are hanging out, and he's like, she's like, you're supposed to be, like, tracking this guy and getting information out of him, and you're, like, best friends with him. You have pictures online of you hanging out at Black Lives Matter uh, rallies, and he, she's like, and then she's like, are you high? He's like, no, it's this thing called woke, and he, like, gives it to her, <laughs> and, then she, and then she gives it to him, and the drug, like, makes you socially conscious and, you know, fight for everything, but then after the high, you fight for three days. You get violent for three days, and that's kind of what the drug is. He wants to put out in the world is this violent drug, so everyone kills each other. Well, the other interesting and thing... And there's all these weird things in the background. Yeah. Which you know, Did you notice, like, the two girls sitting on the bench, and they start fighting each other? Uh, um, this is actually the point where I stopped taking notes, because I was so angry at you for making me watch <laughs> this. Um, because also, the chief's haircut changes, like, three times in the same scene. Like, she's got on a different wig in each angle. It's just... And it happens a couple more times in the movie. But, yeah. And then he goes to the hood. Right. And finds out the hood is gentrified. Uh, yeah. And, like, there's a coffee shop there where all the drugs are being sold out of this uh, coffee shop. Uh, uh, he, he's... Lots of hipster jokes. Lots of the mustache. Jokes. And how he makes fun of some woman, like, looking at her, and these two girls go off on him for, uh... Scrutating long period of time. For, for treating them as objects. 
there's a lot of social commentary in this in this scene and that coffee's twenty five dollars. Yeah. Um I don't know. So then Undercover Brother wakes up at some point and joins the fight. And they go and they like find out where I guess we didn't talk about the crazy uh, son. Do we need to talk about that? I mean, what, the one that's the, 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 the man's son? Yeah, who's the leader. Yeah, he's got his own... Yeah, no, we don't, I mean... So this is the point where, like, they stop the movie and they We go, don't need to talk about any of this. No. Yeah, so let's keep going. <laughs> At this point, they stop the movie and they go, Guess what? This was the man's plan all along. He was pretending to be homeless so that the undercover brothers would find him and track down their son so he could take over the world again. He's like, yeah, it seems complicated, but that, trust me, that's how it happened. And, um, so basically the, the man who was pretending to be homeless, like, turns the tables on them. And, uh, <laughs> but they go, there's like a new woke, which is, uh, woke as fuck, which is like pure woke, which kills you, basically. Um, which killed the son because he drank it and his head blew up. Um, yep, this is what we were watching. Yeah. And then at the very end, uh, they come out of the... They stop the man, but then all these cops show up and they're like, hey, this terrorist guy is like going to kill everybody. We stopped it all. And they like arrest the black people. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, nothing's changed in the past 16 years. Uh, and so they get taken to prison and that's it. That's the movie. There's no ending. I guess they're waiting for Undercover Brother 3. So like leave it open that the man is still out there. There's also this running joke of the man having a blow up girlfriend, which doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, they keep that running a little too long too. Oh, here's the best they figure out how to tri- locate the the where the woke is because they find there's an element in the woke that is a ferret shit. And so they're like, we all drank shit. And then they like ask the under or the the man if anyone on his is on his evil team has ever had a ferret. And he's like, yeah, there's a guy who did have a ferret. And then they find out where he is, and then they bust bust the whole process. It's so ridiculous. So there you go. Are you glad you watched it? No, I'm really, I'm really angry because, again, when we watch these kinds of bad movies, usually there's an element of it taking it like, all right, so let's go into the first one that we did, which was Kindergarten Cop 2. There was no way that was... That that was going to be a waste of time because it was Dolph Lundgren <laughs> having to, like, act off of kids. Like, there was just... And he was trying, you know? So it was like... Um, like, this thing knows it's bad from the start. And, and it's like, well, we might as well make fun of ourselves for being bad while being... You know? And so they're kind of in on the joke, so it's not nearly as fun. Then, like, what's the other one we watched? Uh, Backdraft 2. That thing really took itself seriously. Uh, had Billy Baldwin giving inspiring speeches. It was like a mess. This one, <laughs> this one, like, okay. Like, there's no way that anybody wanted this movie. We know it, but 
we have like the IP, so let's just try it. And we'll make it... Re- yes, all right, while we're doing this, we realize it's ridiculous, so let's throw in some jokes to make fun of it. It's just not as enjoyable for us to make fun of it if they're already making fun of themselves. Exactly. No, that's not a good thing. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah, know, I'm just fascinated by these movies... That, like, 20 years later, they decide to make a sequel just to, like... And it goes right to video. Like, what's the point of making these? You know? Right. I don't know. I don't get it. And I watched Inside Man, too. We don't need to do that. Is it sort of like this? Well, no. No, it actually takes itself serious. Right. But it's not... If we watched it, we wouldn't have any uh, funny comments about it. It's not as bad? It's not as bad. It's like, they actually had a budget for that. Okay. Um, it uh, seemed like that movie had a decent sized budget. Is it? Like tw- at least $20 million. Right. Um, is it better than Star Wars? Ooh. Um, it's a lot different. Should we do NFL picks before doing Star Wars if anyone doesn't want to? Sure. All right. So conveniently, we did not announce our picks and went 3-0 and and 2-1 and last week. <laughs> Yeah. Before we do that, what are your? Uh, we talked about the college football championships, which are tomorrow. Oh yeah. Um, who do you like in the championship game, the playoffs? I I like Ohio State to beat Clemson, and I don't know why. I shouldn't, but I do. I mean, here's the well, deal: Clemson hasn't played any teams this year. Right. So I heard this stat that that Clemson has the second. They've won by the second largest margin of victory. This year, over you know, yeah, they kill everyone. Like they, they've won by an average of thirty six points a week. The only team with a better one is Ohio State at thirty seven, and they play pretty. And they play games. in the Big Ten. So to me, I and I also bet Ohio State earlier in the like earlier in the year to win it all because I was like the odds aren't going to get better. Those odds are are better now. Like I mean, I make more money off of betting on them to beat Clemson than I was off them winning the whole thing. <laughs> um, I so yeah. Uh, you, I, you like Clemson, right? I like Clemson, and I like LSU. Yeah, I like LSU. I don't, I don't. Um, but I'm watching that LSU. Like I really want Oklahoma to make it, mm-hmm. but their defense is so bad. Like LSU is going to score at least 50 points in that game, and I don't think Oklahoma could score uh, 50 points on uh, LSU's defense. Did um, well? I wanted to ask you. Let's see. I can find it. Um, what the over under was in that um, the over under in Oklahoma LSU is seventy five and a half. Yeah, I'd probably take the over. <laughs> um, it's definitely going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, uh, I kind of hope Oklahoma. I mean, I'm, I'm watching because I, I mean really... LSU is going to score at least forty five points in that game. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm watching, hoping that um, now the running backs out, right? For LSU. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I still think they they're Oklahoma's defense is so bad. Yeah, like they, uh, they can't stop anybody. I want Lincoln Riley to be the next Cowboy coach, so I'm, that's my my interest in that. Uh, whichever gets him to Dallas better and faster, that's what I'm rooting for. So Lincoln Riley and then the Baylor coach is going to be the Giants coach. 
That's what they're saying. Oh, Lincoln Riley? Was that Baylor? No, no, Lincoln Riley is the Oklahoma coach. Right. Either him or the Baylor coach. Well, Giants are looking at the Baylor coach. So, I bet on Baylor. That was a really bad move. I haven't won a game this whole whole college bowl season. I've been getting smoked. I have been. Um, Thank God for the NBA. Um, All right, so... Yeah, I really need to get in on this. Who do you... gambling stuff. Who do you... uh, So, so you like LSU to win the whole thing? Yeah. Kind of seems like their year, right? I like Ohio State. Uh, But we'll see. Alright, so, um, uh, so who's your first pick this my week? My first pick. Week 17, where it's a crapshoot because. It, a, a lot, lot of it's te- a crapshoot. A lot of teams don't play people. Uh, yeah. But I want to talk about last week. Um, again, conveniently, you went 2 and 1, and conveniently, I went 3 and 0. Uh, but I believe it. Um, I, 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 so, two weeks in a row now, I won my picks pool, and I am one pick behind for the year. So, this is it. Okay. Got, the leader's got 51 points, and I've got 50. And uh, so i gotta, I got to try to find another 5 what and What do you win if you win? Uh, I don't know. Just a Good couple enough. hundred bucks. Okay. Um, so for the year right now, you're 16, 27, and 2, and I'm 28, 18, and 1. Or 26, 18, and 1. So I can't get to 500. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with my record because it started off pretty bad. Okay. Um, you know what that means? I'm learning from my mistakes, and I'm hoping that this. I, that's why I, I've been really scared at whatever it was going to take on this. Um, only a handful of these games mean anything. The good news is they bunched a bunch of them up at the one o'clock games that mean something, so that you know. Uh, yeah. And then Monday night, of course, or Sunday night, the big game is um, 49er Seahawks, and that's probably the one that means the most. So. Yeah. I think they did a good job of that. My first one is a game that means something. Seahawks losing last week was where they lost to Arizona, right? Yeah, just ridiculous. Um, uh, my first one, I'm taking. I'm taking uh, the Saints minus thirteen at Carolina. Um, I they have to they have to try they have to you know and Carolina's bad so uh, I don't want to pick all just those situations. Because you'll lose if that's the case, but yeah. that one I, I I I'm I'm liking Saints are a team I bet on each week, and um, you know uh, I'm I'm staying away from. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll get in. So that's my first one. New one minus thirteen. What's yours? I like the Colts minus three and a half versus Jacksonville. Uh, I think they're going to end the season uh, on a high note, and Jacksonville's terrible. So there yeah, I can see that. I have I have no. I mean, I don't want to do anything that has to do with the AFC South whatsoever, though. <laughs> That's what I was going to say in my point. Uh, my second pick is going the opposite of it. Um, I am taking the Miami Dolphins plus 16.5 against uh, New England. I do like that as well. I just think it's too many. I just don't see the Patriots scoring that many points. Like, I mean, they're going to beat the Dolphins. Right, but Miami has been playing pretty well. Right, so sixteen and a half is a lot. You know, uh, if this was closer to ten, I wouldn't go anywhere near it. But sixteen and a half, I mean, that means technically they have to be at like to win this game. New England has to score around thirty, probably, and it's, I don't. They haven't been doing that all season, so I'm going to take the sixteen and a half points with Miami. Who are you taking? 
Tennessee minus six versus Houston. Another AFC. <laughs> Uh, I think Texans uh, t- Titans win, or they get in if they win. Right. Uh, Texans have already in, and they basically locked down the first game. Uh, they said that they're playing everybody. We'll see. Well, maybe for like a quarter or something. Well, here's the deal: they play so the Bills in the first round, most likely. Most likely, but things could if like Kansas City lost. They could. I mean, I think that the Texans can still move, can't they? I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so. Well, I, uh, I, I don't trust Bill O'Brien to not play his guy. Like, I don't want anything. I don't want to be anywhere near that game. So I, I don't. I. Good luck to you. Okay. Uh, my third final is Kansas City minus nine. Um. This is this is the one I'll lose because this is the one that seems to stand out the most to me. But I think at least in my big pick'ems pool, I bet you every single person has Kansas City minus nine. So, uh, what's your third? Uh, third is Denver minus three and a half versus Ooh. the Raiders. So I'm curious about that. Denver minus three. So that's at I think Denver. The Raiders. Right? at Denver. The Raiders have basically given up. But then, but they can, there's already talk of them moving on from Derek Carr, so why is he going to try? Because they can no make Josh, the playoffs. No Josh Jacobs. They can still make the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. But they, if they, they need to win this game to make the playoffs, they can still make the playoffs. I don't think they're winning this game. All right, I'm just telling you. So why why is Denver trying? What do they have to win for? What do you, they don't. All right. They don't. Have, they want to like end the Raiders. Screw the Raiders. You know. Yeah. Um, they're they're basically playing spoiler to this weekend. But you, all right. You're you're countering your own argument. No, I'm not why? Why did I? Say because that? you're saying that they're not even like they're not even going to win, get in. So they're not right, whatever. They're both bad teams. I, I don't know how you pick either of them. But all right, that's what I'm going. With. You're going with that. All right. Um, so we'll see. Uh, all right. Now, if, you're, if you haven't seen Star Wars, you want to see it, you don't want anything spoiled. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen Star Wars, but... Let's do it. All right, so Star Wars. So, what, let, what, let's just say that Star Wars... Star Wars blew it... First of all... Um, this one makes Last Jedi look pretty good. I, I, uh, I like this movie. You did? Yeah. But they blew it coming out of the box. They, they ruined the whole movie with the crawl. Okay. Because you can't announce that Palpatine is alive in the crawl. Yeah, they didn't... That was one of the big problems I had with the movie, is they didn't even explain why or how he's alive. And then when they announced it, like, they... So they, they announced it in the, in, the, in the opening crawl. They're like, Palpatine's alive. Now, this is a guy that hasn't been relevant in, like, 20 years in this, in this universe, in this world. So, like, your audience isn't even sure who that is, but... I mean, I'm sure that they know who he is, but it, it, it's a weird place to introduce that he's alive. And then, when the announcement, I, this is somebody else was saying this, uh, when the announcement, like, they're, uh, like, flying somewhere and pose, like, what? Palpatine's alive? Oh, man. And they're all, like, like their football team lost. They're like, yeah. oh, man, that sucks. I had a lot of Poe problems in this. Well, he's a terrible character. So yeah, so many problems. We'll talk about when it comes. Um, to but. but overall, uh, this is not okay. As a movie, this is not a good movie. It's a mess. 
It's a fucking mess. But I got all the feels. I, I got a lot of the feels I wanted from Star Wars from it, and that I, made me happy. I like I the Ray and uh, Kylo Ren stuff. So let just and they pass the lifesaver and so just liking their stuff isn't enough because that is the one saving grace of this whole entire third trilogy, right? Like, yeah. they first of all they struck gold because they have two like really good actors. Um, so he's just he's making you know Philly Mignon out of fucking taco meat. He's like great. Um, he she. And she's really good, and and their connection, everything about it, is what is the saving grace. Everything else is just bullshit. That's the thing that makes this movie good. Um, okay, so continue. No, I just I liked all that stuff with them, uh, but everything else, like I think they shit the bed on. Like I feel like I don't like that they tried to basically make their own movie and not follow the Last Jedi. And to also to have, like, Luke Skywalker, like, have a prominent role in this movie, I didn't like. Like, when he catches a lifesaver. Yeah. And she's, like, done with it. When she gets rid of this lifesaver, like, way too much. I, I'm sorry. She's, she's just, she's throwing him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know how you want to do this, but I just have all these random notes. That's fine. Uh, um, so... Let's All right, so here's here's my in the beginning of the movie. Hold on a second, hold on a second, because I, I want you to start where you're starting and everything. But the reason why you don't know where to start and why you have a bunch of random notes is because it seems like this is how the script was written. Yeah, they're like, just writing. Where should we begin? I don't know. I'm just going to throw some things at you, and you just throw it all on. They thing. definitely were writing this as they were going. Well, I mean, I, remember Leia died, so that's a huge problem. That yeah. was a big problem with this movie. It's like they tried to like do a real storyline with her, and they wanted to pack it full of like really emotional stuff, but they were limited in what they had. Right. Know? And the trying to like cut around it and like do it, it's like just don't have her in it that much. But I think you know this is supposed to be her story. And yeah, so, I know. But I mean, that, and so that one to up randomly being... say, oh, she was training to be a Jedi, like. And do that whole scene where they're like de-aged the people and had CGI uh, Luke and Leia training. I just was like, this is so just stupid. Well, I don't actually. I don't. I like that, but you needed more. You needed more of that. You needed like they're just showing flashbacks to things that we never saw happen that we didn't even know existed. And you're showing us a quick flashback. That should be a whole scene. And you're right. Basically, this is a big fuck you to the Last Jedi. And if like he that's why this movie is so much shit trying to be compacted into one is it's trying to undo that and tell this other story and i don't like the fact that jj abrams like decided that the characters that we were um given like the new characters were just not important in this story like the rose just disappeared i have no problem with rose disappearing uh bb8 nothing yeah there's no bb8 um, just like all these characters that they decided were going to be like part of the story, like we're just like total side characters. Um, and this one. Well, and the biggest problem is, and again, I, I I like this movie, but the biggest problem is you didn't get any room for any of this to breathe. And the thing with the all like 
with the Star Wars, the original trilogy, you had these things happening, but they all had room to breathe. They all, like, developed each thing. Like, when you saw the Death Star the first time, it was like, that's not a planet. That's or, that's a space station. And it's like, oh, my God. Now it's like, you know... Um, Oh, this is here. All right, now we're on the old Death Star. Now we have a gun that's going to shoot and blow up another planet. Now this is going to, you know, there's no gravity to any of it. It's all just a thing, a thing, a thing, no, a thing. No, it just bounce around, like everything. All right, so let's go. We're, so, back all right, you can comment. Saying. You can comment on okay. that. I like, I like what you're doing. All right. Here's my first question. Why is everybody, this is another Poe problem, too. Why is everyone always surprised when the Empire shows up everywhere they go? They haven't realized that they're tracking them. They have no contingency plan. And every time they get somewhere, they're like, oh, they found us. <laughs> and you would think that they would have a backup plan like a, or an escape plan. Especially Poe is supposed to be this great general. And he, they haven't realized that, like, oh, even Ray should know. Hey, this guy Kylo Ren can, like, feel me or knows where I'm at. So... Maybe we should have a contingency plan on how to get out of this. If I know we need to get this thing. And then they throw a love interest to Poe in there. Uh, what's her name? Carrie Russell. Russell. We never even see her face. But, yeah, I mean, just the fact that they don't realize that they're being tracked everywhere they go is just annoying to me. Okay. They don't even have a conversation. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. But, all right. Um... My worst line of the whole movie. I am the spy. Oh, yeah. I knew you'd hate that. <laughs> Mostly spies don't say that. They just let their actions do the talking. Um, yeah, that guy was pretty bad. Yeah, they kind of ruined that whole character. and you know, um, I, I want to be on record, though. I didn't like Last Jedi, so I don't mind them redoing stuff from Last Jedi. Uh, it's a movie about a play, uh, spaceship running out of gas. It is. Um, so, the, in the beginning, they establish this hyperdrive jump thing. Yeah. That it can do it. Uh, that you're not supposed to do it, but it does it. And yeah, everybody does it the whole and, movie. And they never, they never get back to it. Yeah. They just was like, okay. Um, I always wondered about the hyperdrive, too. Like, how the ship knows not to crash into stuff. Well, you, you plan coordinates. That's So, like, in Star Wars, in Episode 4, whenever he was going to go into light speed... The isn't mapped out, though. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> it is in Star Wars world. Like, so when Han Solo would go into... He's like, we're going to jump to light speed. Remember what he would do? He would, like, plan coordinates and then punch, punch it, Chewie. But, like, he always had to do something... Before they could do it. He always had to like type something in. He's typing in the coordinates. So this way, so it's like a flight plan so that you don't hit other planes. You know what I mean? Like you type it in, okay. you get the coordinates, boom. And that's why you wind up where you're at without any accident. They don't need to stop doing that in these new ones because it's wasting, you know, it doesn't sell enough toys to do that. <laughs> all right. So there's all right, my big scene that I wanted to talk about was when Ray destroys the ship uh, with her force. Um, so there's a scene where Chewie gets kidnapped. He's on, he gets on the on the thing. Yeah, all right. He gets taken away, and Ray grabs it and tries to while she's fighting somebody, 
I can't remember. Was she fighting Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren. So this is. Wait, I just want to say that the scene you're bringing up is both the best and worst thing about this movie. So go ahead. Okay. So she's holding the thing back, the ship back, while fighting Kylo Ren, and then it blows up, and she thinks Chewie's dead. So here are my problems with this. Number one, she would later in the movie she is like Chewie's on that ship. They don't tell you that there's a second transport ship. And she would probably know that he's still alive if she knows it later on in the movie that he's still alive. Because he's like right around the corner from that other ship. Yeah. And uh, and then I had a big problem when the reveal happens that he's still alive. Three minutes later. Three minutes later. That they... Totally missed an opportunity because they okay, so they show that he's alive and they're like, This guy ran with Han, and they're like, All right, put him in prison. So, don't you think they missed a scene where Kylo Ren confronts Chewie and like basically, you know, they have like kind of like a, a moment where they're like, you know, hot like a Han moment and it adds to Kylo Ren's like, you know, inner struggles. And especially, like, at the end when you finally see that, or when he shows up, uh, Han shows up, it would add to that whole scene. I agree. That's good. I did not think of that. But I also felt they missed an opportunity there because, um, I mean... Like, all this stuff, like, they never come back to it. Like, she just pulls down her ship. Why couldn't she do that at the end? All right, but here's why... All right, so what makes that scene the best is when the lightning comes out of her hand, right? It's fucking awesome. It's like, oh my god, she's, she's got, got power. yeah, and that's like that. That should have been the thing. So if you if you have her actually kill Chewbacca with that, it would have been great. It, like then she's struggling with the. She's like, yeah. am I? Do I belong on the dark side? You have she all this like, stuff. Like doesn't want to use her powers. Yes, it's there's so much you could do with that. It's like the Hulk, and uh... but Star Wars can't commit. To killing off Chewbacca for a number of reasons. One, because Last Jedi made so many of their fans angry that they were like, we're not doing anything that makes anybody angry anymore. Two, they're always looking for a spinoff of things. And if you kill Chewbacca, there's no more Chewbacca shows or whatever they're going to want to do with that. And Chewbacca is a guy that you can pretty much have forever. Because, you know, if the actor dies, there's a new one. In fact, that happened. Um, so... They blew it because it's the minute he was still alive, this movie was like, okay, well, there's no stakes anymore. You know, like the same thing. I've heard this is a big argument. The minute that... We don't have to reveal that like four minutes after. Well, so you could have, right. You could have your cake and eat it too, yeah. right? You could not kill him, but let us think that he's dead for a long time. And come up with something better than the switcheroo with the planes. Like, I don't, you know, there wasn't two. We didn't see two. Yeah, right? no, so, did not total see bullshit. Two. It's like, you didn't see this. We're just telling you that it happened. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. that I hate that shit. Um, like, show us the two and, like, make us think that the other one already left. And so, the second thing that they really screwed up with all of this is the C3PO losing his, uh, his, getting his memory erased. But then R2, like, yeah, puts it back. but like, so there's yeah. no consequences to anything that's happening. Like, there's nothing. I don't know. Like, whenever something happened in the original trilogy, it meant something. Like, it was like shit. Like, 
you're like that's life even though it's in a galaxy far far away it's still um but you know what it's funny because i think it's a movie that makes this all really bad right but as a star wars fan it makes me happy that all these people are still around and everything yeah. worked so I start. I, I really struggle with it because I I enjoyed myself. I liked. I I got feels from all types of things. I like enjoyed the movie, but if I'm going to critically look at it the way that we're doing, I I can't give you a lot that's right with it. Um. So, it's it's weird because you know I mean I'm, this is totally maybe I'm, I'm riffing with this, but how Scorsese says Marvel films aren't cinema. They're a roller coaster ride. This is the perfect example of that. I just want you to take me on this ride. I don't want it to be a good movie. I just want. I don't have to think. Well, I just, I just want all my Star Wars. You know, I, I want you to give me all the Star Wars things I want to feel, all the cool scenes, and then, uh, but with zero consequence. You know, um, the thing is, is like you start thinking about it. It's not like Star Wars movies are batting. Even 500, you know, like the first, so the first three, let's say the first three are all good, right? I mean, people, some have problems with Return of the Jedi, but when you see what Return of the Jedi was in comparison to everything else, it's like, that's a good movie. I think Rogue One was really good. Rogue One was great. And then after that, I don't think any of them are really good. I kind of, I like The Force Awakens. I know we didn't, we talked about that. I disagree. I I like this better than The Force Awakens. Well... I don't know, because here's the thing with Force Awakens. At least in that movie, and this is J.J. Abrams. Got the band back together. He's making, he's making decisions. Like, like Kylo Ren kills his dad. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's a big storyline. Like, that's real. Um, well, that so, was in the last one, wasn't it? No, he kills Han Solo in the first in Force Awakens. He does. Just trust okay. me. Um, but I don't know. All right. So let's go. What else you got? Um, so Finn throughout the whole movie says, ruin this character. I don't even understand like his part purpose and anything. I like you. I like you thought that there was some, um, substance to him before this. So I wouldn't say ruin. What's the point say, of this character? I would, I would say stays on brand. You know what the, you know what the point of that character is? To just be like, oh man, I'm in a Star Wars movie. Like, this is the third movie you've been in, bro. You gotta fucking realize that you belong there and you got a story instead of being like, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but then he like meets another stormtrooper. You would think like their mission would be to like liberate these fucking other stormtroopers. Yeah. And that was not part of the story. They just killed everybody, killed their own people. Um, so Finn wants to tell Ray something throughout the whole movie. Right. And we never find out what it is. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious what that he's, like, in love with her. I don't know if that's it. Would you pass the Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry, please? Yes, sure. Thank you. Uh, no, I do not. Think oh, I think it's very it obvious that that's what it is. I thought it was, like, that he had the Force. Well, he did for some reason. Somehow now he's got the Force. We don't explain it. We don't need to. I, I don't know what that's about. Um, I mean, that was just terrible. The fact that he started just getting the Force all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, dude... He's a stormtrooper. Like no, but I understand other people can have it. It doesn't have to. That just was another Skywalkers. thing that they didn't. Uh, the very end of the last movie was awesome. 
like where they had the little kid and he had the force. He was using the broom and he was doing that thing. And you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to explore this. Like other people have the thing. Nothing. We didn't even get on that. Um, all right. So let's talk about the ending. But wait, uh, before we do, I just want to continue about Finn a little bit. He is the worst character to me. I don't know if he's a very good actor. I don't know if like, I don't, I, Everything about oh look at you dip double dipping in the spray. Well, that looked like good one. You poured it. With delicious bubblies. Uh, no, I don't. I don't like. Um, I don't. I don't care for Finn. I don't like Finn. I don't like Poe. I don't like any of it. It's all Poe is the worst character. I think. Okay. He offers nothing. Nothing. Um, well, they were originally except for he's a good. He's a good. They say he's like the best. Yeah. Well, guy they, all the time. they spend more time trying to tell us he's the best guy than it happening. There's. I think they're supposed to be the same person. Um, but everybody, anyway, whatever. Okay. I don't like when they bring the, the animals onto the ship to fight. The horses? Yeah. The space horses? Very irresponsible for those people to do that. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, just come, like, if you're going to do a land battle, just go on foot. Um, that whole scene where the thing was crashing and it was going sideways and, like, they were holding on, I was just like, I don't know. But I did like when the Millennium Falcon, uh, uh, like, saved them. And Lando Calrissian, which we didn't even talk about, that he showed up. And he's all old. So, what was Lando's... Mo- the big question is, what was, like... So, we have a really weird ending uh, where Lando starts... Is he hitting on that Stormtrooper girl? Is he her father? No, like, he's just getting a new... Storyline going for another series. I think he's just getting a team. And then they get the lesbian kiss going on behind him, and which they edited out in like yeah Singapore. And and it's like you can't you uh, if you're gonna do the lesbian if you're gonna do the lesbian kiss you got this is the thing people are people are too savvy now that you can't just throw something in and be like hey don't worry we covered you gays you're good <laughs> you're in Star Wars now forever. It's like no, they need a little bit more of a, a little bit more than just that. Like, um, all right, so let's talk about the ending. I, I enjoyed the final fight. Okay, when the emperor was like putting his like lightning up into the sky and all the things were like losing power. All right, well, and, hold on a second. And then there was all these random people that they never explained. Right, I want to talk about this now. Why? Why did? Do you know why the emperor wanted like Ray? Like they never really explain it. Some, sometimes he says it's that. Sometimes it's the killer. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's like, it, but it's it's just so jumbled. There's no real reason. There's no reason. To, there's no reason that these four hundred thousand yeah. people and or whatever in cloaks are there. Like, what are they doing? Who I don't know. What's the purpose of it all? And then all these ships come up, and they've all got guns that can shoot down planets. All of a sudden, it's just. And then Ben Solo runs in, and he's wearing like Lululemon. He's wearing like a jumpsuit, and he takes on the Knights of Ren, which, by the way, you want to talk about an under, underused subplot. We've been seeing visions of this Knights of Ren, right? In the beginning of the movie, he's flying around with these guys, and they're just showing up places and fucking taking care of business. And so they're like a bunch of badass. Like, there is a story to them that seems really interesting. All we get from them is... They're hanging out with Palpatine. He shows up in his sweatsuit and it's like, bam, 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 you're all dead. Like, what a great storyline. Anyway. Yeah. 
It's another wasted opportunity. I don't know. I just like the whole Kylo. Uh, we talked about it. Like them switching the lightsaber. And Love like, it. And like him dying and the kiss and all that stuff. Great. Biggest problem was the very end. Interesting. So, um, the first person I talked to after I saw it was our friend of the pod, Stephanie. Okay. And she had a huge problem with the ending as well. I actually really liked the very, very ending. But she had a huge problem with it too. Okay, my number one problem is that I felt like they shouldn't, she shouldn't have taken the Skywalker name. She should have kept her name. We have this whole story about her, her dad and her mom saved her. So she wouldn't have to be like, like we're heroes, basically. They saved her life. Um, and like, why not say your name's Palpatine and change the narrative of like that name? Like, if, like, a good Hitler showed up. Like, hey, I'm going to erase the the notion that Hitler is bad. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I didn't like that she said she was Skywalker. I thought she should have kept her name. And I also didn't uh, like that she just, like, put the, the sabers away. Like, why does she keep getting rid of these things? You got other things to do. It doesn't stop here. So You're Steph- always going to have enemies. So Steph had the same problem. She didn't like that she took the Skywalker name. Um, I'd like it. I think because that's basically who made her who she is now. Like, But she's been trying to find out who, what her name is the whole series. Right. And she finally finds out. And she's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, but it's not... If you were adopted and you were trying to find your adopted parents like all all this time... But your last name was was the name of the people that raised you, like, and you found out to be like, yeah. But I'm, but I'm. But she never took a name. I understand that, but that's kind of like to me. That's that's why it doesn't bother me. That's how I feel about it. Um, the thing is weird is she has no connection to that. It like she has no connection to the to the to the, his child at home. I, but I liked going back there. I mean, again, I think I've heard this a bunch of times. That was for us as fans. That was taking us us all back there. It wasn't taking. But her I don't back like there. the notion that she's going to live there. Oh, I didn't get that. I got the got it as if she was going to basically be there by herself, like for the, you know. Oh. Like I don't like that. Uh, like she's got other shit to do. What does she have to do? There's always going to be enemies. She's like the best. Or the yeah, they only all show Jedi up, but left. they all show up on Tatooine all the time. She, she's the Jedi leader. She's got to like run this shit. Okay. Um, and they just show her like just in kind of a sad ending. It seemed like, like just her by herself with a droid, just hanging out. But on, that's on, how. On a planet. But that's what happens to each of these. Like that's what happened to Luke Skywalker. That's what happened to Ben Kenobi. Like, every Jedi like this, like, that. that's kind of life that you're... I mean, you think about it... I wanted um, a more hopeful ending. Okay. Like, the original the, the episodes one through three are basically about this guy who wants to bang his girlfriend and isn't allowed because he's in, like, Star... He's a Jedi. <laughs> and so he, like, fucking flips out. You know? So... That's kind of like where you end up as a Jedi. I don't know. Did you like the uh, flash to the uh, Ewoks? Sure. There's, I mean, look, there was there was a lot of unnecessary stuff like that. Um, 
I'm trying to think of a guide everything out that I want to talk about. I don't mind missing Rose. I had no I thought she was an How about when scene. everyone just like all those ship shit like okay, at the end of Last Jedi, they only had like one ship. Right. And they had no people. Yeah. At the end of this one, all of a sudden like everyone and I understand that they're probably putting out a message that this they're gonna have all these ships that could basically oh, destroy it didn't ex- planet. It didn't feel like the explanation when someone someone goes, Lando did it, Apo. Because yeah. Lando did it. And it's like what? that should be your job. You're the best fight. But not just that. But like, what did he do? Like, just because a bunch of uh, all right, because you you yelled something when a bunch of plan, uh, ships show up doesn't mean that we know what he did. You know, it doesn't explain anything. They're just people. Where did they get these military? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. Uh, Well, it wasn't my favorite. Again, uh, to me, there's like four good Star Wars movies out of how many? Uh, 11. It's not a really great average. So, like, I don't know. I guess easier said than done. Take it for what it is. And Would you say that Rogue One may be the best? Of all Star Wars movies? Yeah. No. No. Because Rogue One is awesome. But... No, because what what it just doesn't have the characters. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about what you created when you think about Episode Four, like that you created these characters, yeah, like these people, and what they were up against, and you know, I mean, like that is the like best story of, of all time of of the underdog against you know, like that's the number one story they've been telling since we were cavemen, told in space. Um, so no, I don't think that Rogue One is, but I, I enjoy what, I like it. Um, Marty, where do you, where does it sit for you? It's up there. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I would probably do, uh, the first three and then that. Yeah. I think that's about where I'm at. I, I used to have Rogue One ahead of Return of the Jedi, but after watching this, and thinking about the first half hour of Return of the Jedi. The speeder chase and stuff? No, the... Um, no, the first half hour going to rescue Han Solo. Oh, yeah, that's a great From show. Jabba's Palace. It's yeah. probably my favorite... <laughs> like, as a kid, that was my favorite thing about Star Wars. Like, I couldn't believe that they had, like, Princess Leia in a bikini. And, like, like Luke Skywalker was coming to save... Hans, you know what I mean? Like to me, that was just like it's the best. So I, I can't put that ahead. Wasn't it Leia in the thing? She what? She was in that mask that yeah saved. She yep, yep. I haven't seen that one in forever. Um, I'm actually gonna rewatch Last Jedi because I wanna. I kind of want to see what I ha- I haven't watched it since the theater because I hated it. Um, and so I kind of want to re, you know, give it another viewing and see exactly what it was. I. I'm, a, I'm the spy. You'll be able to see more of that guy. I'm trying to think. You know, I heard this question on my way over here some, on a podcast. These guys were asking, like, I mean, it's very clearly this is a, this movie was not. There's two different things. There's either something's presented to you, or they're rummaging around to, to have something to put out there. And this was the this is the, the latter of those two. Um, how much? Of the original trilogy, Lucas had in mind, and how much of it was trial by error, and like things that he was writing as they came out. 
versus this, which they clearly had no idea what they were doing from point A to point C. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he had, Lucas had some sort of vision. But when you add, like, two different directors, I mean, oh, I guess Empire had, was a different director. So all three, all three movies are directed yeah, by something different. Um, but it was still, there was a person in charge. Yeah. There was a person who was coming up with all the material. This is like... Who directed the third one? I can't. I looked. I actually just looked it up the other day, and I, I, I don't. I don't know the people by name. Um, it's. I don't know. I mean, if you if you recognize the name, you tell me. But. Um, I'd love to get Ryan Johnson alone in a room to hear like what he really thinks about it, how everything happened. Richard Marguan died at forty nine years old. Yeah. He directed Jagged Edge. I love Jagged Edge. Uh, that's about it. But anyway. Well, uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, we're not going to have Star Wars for a while. No, they're, they're going to come out with a bunch of shit. What do you think? What do they I have? don't know. Well, we got the Ben Kenobi series is going to come out. Well, the John Chu wants to do a show about Rose. Really? Yeah, he came out and said that. Because he felt that she got screwed out of this last... Well, so this is also part of the problem, right? And this is this is why this movie's a mess. Agreed. Is you got They're every... trying to cater to everybody. Everybody's got a fucking opinion and everyone's like... You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And, and, right. And yes, we're in, a, in an age where that happens. But the other big problem with that, reason for that is the fucking... The episodes one through three are such horrific movies... That like everybody thinks that they everybody thinks they're an expert now. Like you watch Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, you're like, man, that is somebody working on a whole different level. Like I could never come up with that. Can't believe it. I'm so glad I get to live in a world where that exists and I get to like watch it. And then you watch There's one no CGI. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you watch one through three, and you're like, oh my god, I guess anybody could do this because that is some that is some crappy filmmaking. So now that's where we're at with this, where everyone's trying to figure it out and cater to everybody, and it's all over the place. And I don't know. Uh, still liked it. <laughs> all right. Well, next week uh, we're doing our top top list. Our top. So we'll do movies, which I pretty much know. I gotta watch like one or two more, and I I uh, I don't think there's very many surprises. I think I'm going pretty chalky with mine. Um, TV. I got some A.O. Scott stuff. Oh. Um, <laughs> I like that that's a thing. That's I like that that's our thing. Um, uh, I think we're going to do top 10 TV of the year. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, but okay. What do you mean you don't know how it's going to work? I can tell you right now, I can rattle off five shows that were better. Like, they're so good. I'm going to start Watchmen uh, tonight, actually. You might want to get that one in because that's going to be very high on my list. I, it was funny when I was in Vegas. I, my friend Dave was there, and he he's not a big comic book guy. And he just goes, "Is Watchmen the best show like ever made?" I'm like, "It's it's up there. It's like really good. It's really good." All right. Um, but I don't even think that that yeah, might not even make my top yeah, three. I'm planning on starting that. I still have to finish Gemstones. I'm like behind on some stuff. Yeah, well, you got time. I'm watching the surviving uh, um, R. Kelly right now. 
Well, that's not gonna. That shouldn't be on anyone's list. Ugh, that is tough to watch. The other thing, we, we're gonna try to do some music. So just see what you can come up with. I know you're not gonna come up with ten songs you like from this year, but let's try it. I think it's really funny when is we that? try because we don't know a lot of shit. Because we don't like most of the shit that we know. I'll come up. With I found out that if you go onto iTunes, I just want you to know, you can you can add a thing that says release date, and so that you can just go all the way back to one one nineteen. And just work your way up and see if there's any songs you like. That's how I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess thanks for coming up. Yeah, buddy. Merry Christmas. And we'll, uh, is it the new year? Next time? We'll, it will be 2020 when we do our next one, I'm sure. Damn.